Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. Let's move to the defensive side now. Training camp preview. Uh, we talked about linebacker a little bit already earlier in the show, but let's let's dive in a little bit deeper on D line and the D backs. So defensive line, uh, one, you got to get Deron Payne back at a minor yeah. toe issue. Okay, cool. Uh, but I also think one of the things is we were just talking about the O line that benefits this defensive line is it's a bunch of guys that have played together. There's yeah. continuity, and and today, like I don't know, I felt like the defense won the day overall. Again, it's first day; it is what it yeah. is. Typically, defense is ahead of offense, but typically, more typical than that is the unit that has continuity is going to beat the unit that doesn't on day one because Correct. it's just hey, we're we're back on the bike, uh, we're back we're back in together, and and we're ready to to get going. And the unit that doesn't have that experience is figuring things out. So for this D line unit, I mean, I'm get out of camp healthy. I don't, I don't have a lot that I'm really looking for here beyond that. To me, it's the depth pieces, you know, it's, it's chase, you know, how chase progresses over the next couple of days. Big Phil looked good today. Ridgeway looked good today. I mean, shoot, name it. FA had a great day today, you know, rushing from the three technique spot, which is great to see. So you know, Casey James had their ups and downs, but I'd say on the whole plus days for them. So it's really the depth for me in that group. And like, are they healthy? Cause like, it's, it's, it's gotta be one of the best positions in football. Quite honest. I mean, like, I can't think of a, a one that's got the starters up top, the depth pieces with the experience that they have and kind of the youth combined with the experience. It's just a really cool group. And so talk about, you know, kind of being the backbone of your team. Like if, as long as they come out, with all 10 fingers and all 10 toes, I don't think there's that much to be worried about. No. And like the worries are, can some of the question marks elevate them from good to great or even excellent to like best in the league? No. If Chase is more than just a streaky player and he's excellent week in and week out, this unit's gross. If Phil Mathis comes in and provides incredible run support and, you know, or is a true option to to give John and Duran a rest without too much of a drop off, like that becomes a massive weapon. KJ Henry provides some pass rush juice as a rookie. Like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you are elevating this very, very, very good group on the basis of solid play from some of those depth pieces and then really, really good play from Payne Allen and Sweat mm-hmm. to maybe the best in football. Yeah. Um, you know, like lines like San Francisco and, and there's some, you know, Philly certainly have some stuff to say about like who's the best top to bottom. But like right. if those questions are answered in the affirmative, I wouldn't put anybody above this group. I feel the same way. And I also want to say this, this is goes back to the offensive line a little bit. So sorry to retread. 
but also they don't have pads on. So the defensive yeah. line should look really good. And the offensive line should look like they're not that good. Like they should be struggling because it's just hard. Like you rely so much as a pass protector and as a run blocker on those shoulder pads um, to kind of as a surface area for contact. So it makes a little bit of sense. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. If Chase turns the corner, if Montez, like I felt like he looked super sharp today, looked really, really dialed in. Like he's poised, I think, for a big, big year, contract year. Keep an eye out on him. And then the, like, just look, they have a guy who can stop the run in Ridgeway, who's one of, I, I think it could be one of the best in the league, like after his performance last year, in terms of that skill set. Big Phil looked like he's moving around well. Again, FA, man, like, holy cow, looked great today. And then James and Casey, like, you have two starting players as your backup guys. Like, that, that group is, again, like, we can't say enough good things about them. Get out healthy, develop a little bit, and watch out. Linebacker, uh, I think watching Barton is going to be super interesting yeah. uh, as we get going here. Like, how good can he be? Um, obviously, then it's it's kind of the same question for all of them. You know, Kalik, can he be good? I don't know. Dallas game he was. Uh, but what about consistency? And then obviously, Jamin coming on. We talked about that earlier. Anything else to really add at that, that linebacker spot? Yeah, I think those are the, that's the big one is Jamin and Kalik for me, right? Cody, obviously, because we don't know him that well. But, like, what does that room look like week one? Because right now I'm a little surprised at how it's been organized. A little surprised, you know, but also like who is, I guess this kind of goes with safety, but who's the Buffalo nickel? Who's the, like that kind of, I guess, falls under linebacker to a certain extent. Cause I, I I'm curious to see how that all ends up shaking out. So for sure. Uh, and, all right. So then you get to the secondary, which I thought was super interesting um, yeah. today. They mixed and matched quite a bit on, on the back end. Uh, the first full reps of team, it was Fuller and St. Juice on the outside. Forbes not on the field. They yeah. come back around for the second group of plays with the ones. Forbes is out there. St. Juice is not. Fuller seemed to be the consistent guy who was out there. That could change tomorrow. Um, but in terms of who got reps in the slot, who didn't, BSJ was back in the slot for some reps today. And then you have Cam Curl playing Buffalo Nickel. Rashad Wild Goose was the number one corner, like pure corner, who played in that nickel spot today, yeah. or whatever that's worth. Um, and then, and I think they really liked his spring, by the way, um, Rashad Wild Goose. No, so he's, he had a good, he's he had a good not spring. A, not a guy that we should like just assume isn't going to make the roster now that everyone's healthy. But then you do have Quan Martin floating in the background consistently in that that nickel spot with the twos. I can't tell what time he's playing a Buffalo role and what time he's just yeah. the nickel. Um, but he was, he was the inside slot guy for a lot of today. So that was kind of the run of play for today. I'm assuming we're watching that rotation carefully and then we'll, we'll see from there. That would be my, my, you know, what am I actually watching for binoculars out for training camp? Yeah. What, what are they doing? Forbes's development, how he goes against those, uh, kind of receiving the receiving core of the commanders. Uh, Quan, Quan is a guy that I just want to know what they're going to do with him. Like, cause like you said, he's, he's like in the, he's a true slot sometimes by formation. He's technically, he's technically in the box, but I wouldn't classify him as a Buffalo nickel necessarily, but can he fill that role? Cam back. It was great to see him back. He looked great, looked healthy, looked dialed in. He, he was the recipient of one of those picks, I think. Uh, one of the, the tip ball picks. The tip ball, maybe, yeah. And, you know, blitzed well, good feet, had like a really crazy turn on a crossing route. I don't know how he got his feet quite right, but he did it. Great job by him. So, yeah, and then the young guys, like Percy and Forrest, like what is – like it, there's – it's a cool group to talk about because they've all kind of uber-talented athletes, you know, with a good physicality and edge to them. And then it's like – where do they all fit? Like, who's the odd man out? Who's in? Who's going to be playing a lot of football? Who's not? 
Cause like, you know, in spring they had forest plants in Buffalo. You know what I mean? It just is like, what is going to, what's the rotation going to be? Who's going to settle in where? Cause they've got a lot of pieces back there. And like in the spring, man, whole, we've talked about it a ton. They were awesome in the spring, really excellent in the back end. So um, can they continue that? And um, like, where do the chips settle kind of thing? Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the one thing that I think is going to continue to stand out that I noticed it today for sure. And then Forrest talked about it when he was at the podium afterwards is they just have a ton of speed in that back end, yeah. um, which is not what this team has been. I mean, there's been a couple of guys over the years, like when Monte Nicholson was here and had like five games of looking like he was awesome, like that four, three speed he brought to, to the safety position mattered. He could get sideline to sideline, but you know, you talk about cam even um, not a guy that you necessarily think of as a blazer, but like his anticipation plus his, his, above average speed lets him run across the field on a crossing route with Terry McLaren at one point today. And I was like, who just ran with that was cam. Oh my God. And so you, you see some of that is, is raw speed. Some of that is anticipation. Some of that is communication, you know, Hey, Hey, he's coming across, he's coming across and you can, you can get a head start with good communication as, as, you know, obviously offenses are trying to put you in conflict and Forrest said it afterwards, you know, he's like, I don't really care where I play. I don't, you know, I don't care who's out there, but you know, I think actually the question was about he and cam. He's like, when cam and I are out there, you got two guys that can run all over the place and make plays. And that is where this team has lacked so severely the last couple of years, even while they've been good. And at times very good defensively, they have not created the turnovers that you want out of an elite defense. And I think with the addition of Forbes and the team speed that they have at the safety position, you can you can definitely get more of that and the physicality they bring for the safety position. You can get more of that this year, which will which will be good. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, and that's why it's such a fun group. I mean, there it's uniquely unique in terms of potential. So can't wait to see what they're going to bring. Can't wait to watch more practice. You know, we'll have a better idea what's going on with them. Probably, what do you think? Probably five days when they put the pads on. I would think like that's kind of the next. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think that they can't put them on for the first three. So uh, early next week should be should be pads. It might be four. I can't remember the rules. Yeah, someone cool. someone I'm sure watching knows. Someone listening knows. John Kime, if you're listening, you can leave a comment <laughs> on the YouTube. Uh, but but in the next couple, or of days, you just uh, text us, John, there. if you are listening, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, that would be. That'd be nice. But yeah, I I think pads is the next big one. And then you kind of eventually you get to this point where you feel like you've been out there forever and there's no end in sight. And then you look at the calendar and you're four days from the first preseason game. And that's kind of the next barometer. Yep. Then obviously you got the joint practices, Baltimore game, final practices, a training camp, things get real final preseason game, uh, 90 man roster cut. And then you kind of have this, I don't know, this, this really bizarre two week period between the season it's almost like a bye week last year i decided to go get married i won't do that again because i'm still happily married but i will celebrate my anniversary uh during during that time uh and and then it's here um so you go for it's just this this very i don't know if you felt that as a player i'm sure you felt it more intensely as a player actually than yeah. i did ever as a media member but like this first stretch at camp there's all this excitement to get out there 
And then there's just gets to this point where you're like, dear God, can we see another uniform? <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a player, like you kind of feel like it's groundhog day and you just kind of get in this mode. Like I was talking to, like I did like an O-line seminar with Will Montgomery recently and mm -hmm. we had, it was late. It was like, it started at six 30 and we watched kind of film and, you know, did football stuff to like nine. He's like, doesn't this feel like camp? And I was like, it does feel like camp. You just get in this groove of like, it's football 24 seven. There's nothing else to think about, nothing else to talk about. And uh, eventually, like, like you said, you kind of perk your head up out of the hole and you're like, holy cow, we're like four days away from something really important and really big in terms of establishing the roster and establishing a lot of guys futures so it is a it is a crazy time of year for 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 players and i think you know obviously for media members alike for sure uh all right coming up next week on the show obviously continuing coverage of training camp we'll get some more buddies on it was good to see a lot of media folks out there today uh talked to a couple already that have agreed to come on so uh we'll, we'll have some guests covering commander's camp uh, we'll try to get you some interviews as well working uh, with the pr staff on that hopefully we can get that organized uh and then as i said we're going to do some bonus episodes as well in uh, kind of on the off days between the big episodes so make sure that you're subscribed to us here at take command wherever you watch or listen in order to get those episodes uh that's it and that's all for today for logan i'm craig and we'll see you next time on take command